What is good, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again, bringing you another fantastic episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Obed, what's going on with you, sir? Good to, good to have you back as always. Back on the ones and twos, trying to rip and rhyme, rhyme and a rip. <laughs> you might check, might check. This is that hot fire we spit. Yes, sir. We're back here at it once again, folks. We're going to get right into it. We got a lot, a lot to talk about today. We have a, we have a, we have a guest coming up later on in the show, so we're going to fly right through this uh, this week, sir. A um, couple of side notes before we kind of get deep dive into some basketball, even football action here. I don't know if you saw, Bed, that, well, well, we talked about it last week. Nate Robinson getting laid out uh, by some YouTube dude, Jake Paul. Now his guy's brother, Logan Paul, is set to fight a real professional boxer and the the money champ, the money, the, the people's champ, TMT, you know, all that money Mayweather up coming in February. Dude, first of all, this brother has no chance. I, I said it I said it last week. You don't play boxing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Boxing is not something to play around with. And this dude, if he thinks he even has a chance of touching this dude, Mayweather, he's got another thing coming. And this whole celebrity boxing thing, I don't know what's your, what's your thoughts on an old bed. You know, you kind of get YouTube stars and things like that. I mean, sometimes I feel like it, it can be okay. But when you put a true professional, one of the greatest boxers of all time against some random person off the street, it's, it's looking like looking like a real bad situation. I 100% agree with you. But again, let's keep in mind, we're talking about Money Mayweather. This man doesn't box. This man dodges. This man makes you miss, tires you out. He might take a couple shots on you, but he's mm -hmm. going to win by decision at the fact that you never put him on the ground. So, you know, I hope he's coming out here to get retribution for Nate Robinson. I'd like to see this dude get knocked out. <laughs> dude but here's the thing people always say that oh me you know he doesn't punt he doesn't fight whatever like that May about mayweather but remember he's a defensive fighter he does that on look what he did against mcgregor for the first two rounds he threw he threw as many punches as i did okay he wasn't <laughs> in there, you know what i'm saying but that's what he does he does it on purpose remember here's the, here's the thing about boxing you can't lose if you don't get hit fact Okay, so that's what he does. He makes you miss. I mean, so I mean, it is what it is. It's it's a payday thing. I get it. What is you know whatever. But um, I'm just thinking out loud. What would I want to kind of see any other celebrities kind of going at it? I'm thinking yeah. maybe it'd be kind of cool, dude. You know, randomly popped in my head earlier today when I was thinking about this. I was like, you know what I want to see? Yeah. For old school battle, I want to see Zach Morris versus AC Sleater for the title <laughs> of Who Gets Kelly Kapowski? Okay, that's what I want to see. Okay, <laughs> you know, absolutely, absolutely, because there's no love lost there. I'm telling you, like no right. matter what AC Slater was doing with uh with uh what's her Jesse name Jesse Spano, he yeah. was still all about Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, same about a bill, yo. All yeah. back in the day, that was a throwback to me. I, I want to see that. I want to see that old school matchup, dude. <laughs> if, if I could see one, I would see Stephen A. Smith against Max Kellerman. But Max Kellerman is a boxing uh, correspondent, so I'd be concerned mm -hmm. Stephen A. Smith's mouth wasn't going to be able to catch the fists that were going to be coming out of Max Kellerman. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And other news, dude, the Olympics just uh, there's announced that they're going to be uh, bringing break dancing to the Olympics, which is kind of funny. I think they wow. said it a couple of weeks ago that, um, what is it, skateboarding is going to be at the Olympics. Yep. Um, what is it? I think we surfing, uh, yep. sport climbing. Wondering, yep. is there any other random, I guess, events or sports or sporting and things like that you would want to see added, Obed? Honestly, Scrabble. 
I'm Ooh, I'm a I'm a hardcore Scrabble head. Yeah, and I mean I just know that it is a game where it's based on points. Uh, you can time a move. I mean, it would be just like chess, right? If chess isn't already a, a Olympic sport, I don't think it is. Um, but you know, there's also Rubik's cube solving. I mean, there's already a huge worldwide uh, following for Rubik's cubes, where people are spot are, are solving Rubik's cubes in like matter of seconds. You know what I mean? So hey, well, why not <laughs> right? make these guys go head to head, country to country? Right, right. That'll be funny, dude. Let's get into it, man. Uh, first of all, let's talk about some NBA action. Uh, James Harden recently came out and said he's open to a trade to the 76ers. Now, there's been a report that he's been requesting a trade. We all know Russell Westbrook has been shipped out to Washington. Um, Harden was away from the team due to COVID reasons. I think he rejoined them yesterday. Uh, meanwhile, he was at a party over the weekend wearing no mask. So I'm wondering, you know, at this point, you know, he's not there. You know, he's not participating. But, you know, should, the, should Houston actually willingly want to trade James Harden even though he's requesting because it doesn't just because somebody requests a trade doesn't mean you have to trade them you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so should he, they trade him and maybe what's the best I guess maybe best fit for where Harden should go I would say give him a trade honestly if he the you know the talk of going to the 76ers would probably make the most sense I think they could use a pure score obviously Ben Simmons is not taking any shots away from anybody that shows up um but you know for me I was thinking Indy might be a great spot for him I know Victor Oladipo wants on the way out and they want to get some more offensive talent skill set talent there uh to kind of bolster wherever he goes needs to be a place that they're not worried about him jacking up the ball 30 times a game right uh for whatever good or bad that is and you know really who's got I wouldn't put, I wouldn't send him to the Suns. You know, there's no need for any of that. Mm. Um, I, I think the, the concept of him and Chris Paul does not work anymore. Dude. Yeah. From the, well, for the Suns, if he were to go to, if he were to go to Phoenix, I mean, I don't think Houston can't not ask for Devin Booker in return. So yeah. I, I, so I, I think, I think that would be out. I mean, if he does go to Philly, you know, Ben Simmons is definitely, definitely gone at that point. I mean, cause who else would you trade? You're not going to, you're not going to get rid of Embiid, obviously. Absolutely not. No. You know what I mean? So I mean, maybe maybe go to Milwaukee, but I don't think trading Chris Middleton is enough for Houston. You'd have to trade Chris Middleton plus two or three first round picks in the next couple of years. <laughs> you Fact, know what I mean? Right, exactly. I mean, so, this is why I think I think Indy makes sense because Victor Oladipo has already been stated on record by others as saying, "Yo, come get me, come get me, come get me" for mm. multiple teams that uh, they played against. So mm. if he wants to leave, send him on his way. He can start over in Houston with with uh, Chris Paul. Excuse me, with uh, John Wall, and mm. then he can go ahead and. Uh, you can see what it looks like for a uh, James Harden character out in uh, Indianapolis or excuse me, Indiana. Right, 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 right. Yep. Yep. So it would um, also, when it was Kyrie, he's been kind of off the charts a little bit. I think at least to say he issued a statement to the media instead of actually addressing the media. I don't know why, but is it just me or is this just Kyrie just immature? I mean, it's definitely uh, there. They can be viewed as immaturity and there might be some elements there, especially if per your contract, you're supposed to talk to the media. But let's be quite honest here. This is probably the most positive thing that he's done or said to the media since he got to Boston. I mean, I can respect uh, the concept of him saying maturity. I don't think players should be forced to speak to the media, you know, especially if it just proven they don't have a great rapport with the media. Maybe there could be something in their contract where it's like, hey, I can have X number of non-media contacts per week. But I think he was right uh, that his play needs to speak more than his mouth. I don't want to hear nonsense talk, him downing past players he played with, uh, him saying that the earth is flat, uh, <laughs> him, you know what I mean? Just just 100% nonsense comes out of this man's mouth often that like right now what we need from him is play. 
you know, there were, there was talk of him being shipped out before they even got an opportunity to see what it would look like with Kyrie playing with Kevin Durant. So I think it's now time for him to put, uh, you know, all the rest of this talk aside and go out there and perform. Yeah. It's just amazing to me that it's just like, just the way he talks, the way the things that comes out of his mouth, I think it's just, you know, doing this whole thing about not talking to him. Now I think it should, 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 should guys be forced to talk to the media? Uh, you know, even though it is in their contract, their, their contracts that you're supposed to actually address the media and there's certain media days for that purpose. Um, honestly, I don't like that. If someone doesn't feel comfortable enough, you know, talking to the media or being in, in public, things like that, I don't think they should have to do it. Let's just be honest with you. M- make a change in their contracts. Like, listen, I don't want to do it. You want to reduce my salary, whatever the case may be is. Now, granted, most guys won't do that, obviously. Now, I get that. But they shouldn't have to address random people you know in news outlets and things like that if they don't want to their job is to go out there and play ball that's it that's what you're being played that's what you're being paid to do to win games you know Absolutely. that's just my personal Absolutely. opinion but everyone thinks it's differently no, no, no. I mean, I would agree with you that no, I was just going to uh, echo that uh, if you look at, you know, past in situations where individuals have had blow up sessions with media, these individuals, especially now in the clickbait era where they're just trying to get a rise out of these players, Ryan Leaf, how much longer could Ryan Leaf's uh, uh, um, career had gone when he was drafted highly over over Peyton Manning when he went to the Chargers? had that one incident not occurred where he was getting asked a few questions, not even really prodding, but he just was an unstable, not good with people person. So like it just exacerbated the issue when he blew up at uh, uh, a reporter that was in his face, right? Like Mm -hmm. some of these guys, they don't, they've never had to talk to people. They just go out there and play their sport, leave them alone. They have, some of them don't want to be celebrities. They just want to be an athlete. Exactly, exactly. And LeBron was even was not happy about Kyrie's comments talking about him, you know, not being clutch or not having a clutch player on his team until now he gets to Brooklyn with KD. Dude, LeBron, let me ask you, does LeBron have a legitimate reason to be upset by Kyrie's comments? I don't think so because, and this was in something that LeBron said himself. LeBron said, part of the reason I went home is because of the talent I saw in him wait you sound like drake being a groupie for another player fam you just said the reason you went home is because you saw talent in that guy there was a time back in my day if this shows my age where the talent stayed at home and they came to you fam you only went home because and he was like oh i mean i had unfinished business but but really i went home because uh i saw this guy had talent so you right there in your own comment are stating that you saw this guy had talent maybe the kind of talent that a player less of your caliber would have gone to another team to play for. Yeah. It's a shame that it can't kind of came down to that way, but I think he was going to go out of, he was going to leave Miami in any way. Like he kind of compared it to like, he went away to college for four years then it was time to come home. You know what I mean? So I think it just kind of helped inspire him more, even more so to go back to Cleveland with, with Kyrie being there. Cause he saw the talent in him, but yeah, he was all about saying, he kept saying, he, he mentioned in this one article that he was saying, he saw so much potential in Kyrie. He wanted to look out for this dude and all that, but yet Kyrie when it talks like this. Dude, Ky- LeBron has, every, to me, in my opinion, LeBron has every reason to be upset by Kyrie's comments, but hey, that's just me. Moving on, let's get to college football really quick. Um, Michigan and Ohio State, game of the year, the biggest rivalry game, of course, in college football, probably what most would say, has been canceled due to COVID reasons. Outbreak game against Michigan. Um, now Ohio State's basically going to skip their last game, go ahead and, and go forward with the Big Ten championship against Northwestern. They only have five games, have five wins. They're still ranked number four in the college football playoff rankings. 
I don't know, dude. I think we've talked about college football numerous times on the show. I, I said it before. I don't think this is a legitimate season. I don't think it's necessarily right that if you play, I mean, cause imagine, imagine you played two games and he, but just cause you're tuned up, you get to go in. It, whoever wins this season needs to have an asterisk next to their, next to their name. That's it. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I already made my comments, whether they are inflammatory or not, that this season, they were just going to rig this season and make things happen because it just was never going to fall into the right place. Uh, Michigan, the only thing that only good coming out of Michigan, Ohio State not playing this game is that uh, Harbaugh gets to keep his job because he was going to lose this game anyways. Um, and he has never beaten Ohio State in his, in his time in Michigan. So, well, yeah, he has he has never beaten them, but he's ne- he didn't lose to them this year. And but like I said, you know, the rig is in, obviously, you're just like, okay, well, we're just going to bypass that game, throw these guys into the championship so they can get them onto the way to the college football playoff. Um, and, and frankly, as far as uh, I don't know how you feel about this, Sherman, do you think it's fair that OSU with only four or five wins games uh, should be at, excuse me, with only five wins, five games is going to be number four in the nation? I think so. I think they match up and can beat any of the 10 other teams ranked lower than them, uh, yeah. especially a 10 and 0 Coastal Carolina team, if you think that counts for anything. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that Michigan is probably the, is, you know, the fourth best team in the country. I mean, you Ohio can make State, the Ohio State. I mean, so yeah, I'm sorry, Ohio State. Yes, you're right. I mean, yeah, Texas A&M is sitting there at number five, Florida number six. Florida does kind of control their own destiny because it looks like they're going to end up playing Alabama in the SEC title game. So Florida could jump up in there, you know. Um, but yeah, Ohio State, which with we all know, I'm high on Justin Fields. I mean, would they have probably run the table more, more than likely? But hey, you you, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I just don't, I still don't think this whole thing with the college, the rankings is still a fair shot. And I like I like the playoff system that should be expanded, but this year to me, it's just a wash. Um, but you I mean, you got, look at the team like Cincinnati sitting at eight and zero and number eight, you know what I mean? But yet Ohio state's five and zero, and you know, I, I just, it, Coastal Carolina. Yeah. How, like you mentioned before, how good, really good are they, but they're, they're 10 and zero. they played a 10 full game schedule. They're, they are more deserving to be rewarded than Ohio State. I'm not saying they're better than Ohio State. I'm just feel like they deserve more because they went out and played a full game near a full season. I mean, let's be honest here. In the time of COVID, do we really want to be rewarding teams for playing a full season? Coastal Carolina and the Carolinas, that's just mm. them being in the South and the mm. South not having any rules in the midst of a pandemic. So I don't know if we want to be rewarding them by putting them on national television. Like, hey, good job for you guys. Mm-hmm. You guys bucked the rules that are, you know, we're trying to enact to keep our hospitals from overfilling. Mm. True, true. I hear you, man. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break here if we're going to pay some bills, if you don't mind. We'll be back here with some uh, news in the NFL and our guest, Chris. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. Obed and I are joined by a professional sports fan, as he calls it, our, our guest, Chris, back in action, hailing from Philadelphia. Let's get into some NFL news, guys. Um, and Obed, we got Chris on for a reason, and I know he wants to talk about this. I was going to maybe save it for later down the line, but man, let's, let's just get right into it. Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Pittsburgh Steelers, which is Chris's team, as we all know, Obed. Um, man, I'll, I'll go to you quickly first, Obed, then I'll, again, I'll, I'll turn it over to Chris. What do you got to say about this loss to Washington? Listen, I never said they were overrated. 
I never said that they weren't as good as their record perceived. Actually, that's a lie. I definitely said that they are not as good as their record <laughs> last week. You can catch it on wax. Um, Ooh, I, I just, we've, we talked about this earlier when Chris was on uh, many weeks ago, that if they could put it all together, you know, perhaps that they would come out here and be a very unstoppable force. But, you know, at this point, Pittsburgh's really starting to show at the seams. I mean, there are, there are individuals, Chase uh, Young, rookie defensive end that was drafted last year by the uh, Washington football team came out and said that the Steelers were exposed by Baltimore last week. And this is something that a lot of Baltimore and uh, fans that I've spoken with have also echoed. Um, I mean, it, the Steelers inability to run the ball hurt them. Let's be honest. Championship football late in the season is one in the trenches and 14 carries all game long. Isn't going to get it done throwing on a pivotal fourth and one, because you have a backup kicker out there. You've got to show some faith in him. Um, you get stuff at the goal line, even with the refs giving you another four cracks at it uh you know it's it's just i i'm concerned that you look at their schedule and this was not a hard schedule for the Steelers but they're there's very much lacking in convincing wins i still go back uh to them only beating the Ravens by four after having five turnovers and the Ravens were in the red zone, one touchdown pass away from winning the game. Uh, fast forward to them winning by five uh, two weeks ago against the Ravens with them not having J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews, or Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yep. Uh, I mean, that is inexcusable that you can only win a game by five points. Um, you know, yes, you gave it to the Browns. Yes, you gave it to the Jags, but there's very few games on that schedule that made me feel like the Steelers are out here world beating and dominating in the AFC. Um, yes, this is an 11 and one team, but the way things are going, they might be the 11 and two because the bills are not a slouch um, echoed by the way the bills have played all season long. Yeah. I mean, you said it best, dude. They're, this is not traditional Steeler football. They're, why are they not running the ball? You know, and Chris, I'll, I'll kind of pose that open-ended question to you here after I finish my thought here. I just not get it. You know, in the last what, five straight games, I think it has been, Ben Roethlisberger has thrown the ball at least 40 times in five, four, at least 42 times in five straight, six out of the last seven games, he's done at least 40 times. They're not running the ball. Traditional Steeler football, you run the ball, you stop the run, and they're not doing it. I don't know what it is. The, you know, I, I get it, a couple of days ago, they didn't have James Conner. He was on the, he was on the reserve COVID nineteen list. Okay, that's fine. But even before when he was playing, they're not running the ball like they used to do. And Chris, I'm sure you can you can say that you can speak to this any more than more than we can too. But it's it's looking like a different team. They're coming out. They're I mean, quite frankly, they're beating mediocre teams. They're beating the Giants, the Broncos, the, the Texans. You know what I mean? Philadelphia. It's not like they're and Obed said they're not dominating people as they should, other than the Browns and the one win Jacksonville Jaguars. So Chris, I got to ask you, and you can make your point however you want to start it, but eventually I want to ask you with this team poised the way it is, can they make a deep playoff run, especially without running the ball? Well, Hey, uh, don't, don't sleep on the Browns. Now that is now the second team in the AFC North. I'm just saying Baker, you know, Baker Mayfield, he, he, he's, he's come. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, but if <laughs> you guys pretty much have made my points for me, I feel like you took my notes pre-show and that's just really rude. If you did that, I mean, I don't know if you, there's something you did with zoom or you logged into my computer, literally took all my notes, but that's just rude. Yeah, um, it's, it's hacking at its best. Don't worry about that. Oh gosh, man. <laughs> so, literally, you know, what I don't like about the Steelers is that now two weeks in a row, they played uninspired football. This comes off of last week where Mike Tomlin ripped into his team, calling them out, uninspired. Nothing to be happy about that win, except that we got the win. Um, and you guys said it best. You know, when you get 
five separate occasions to get one yard. As Tomlin said, you don't deserve to win that game. They are putting way too much pressure on 37-year-old Ben Roethlisberger, Sherm, to your point, 40, 50 times a game, passing it, not running efficiently. They're doing their dink and dunk offense, which is basically at this point, that is their run game. That's an extension of the run game. I think when they get Connor back, that'll show he'll shoulder some of the load, but they're just not that traditional running the ball stealer team and stopping the run. Now to your point though, are they overrated or could they make a deep playoff run? No, they're not overrated. Can they make a deep playoff run? Absolutely. Because yo, that defense is something special. Even after a huge loss with Bud Dupree tearing mm-hmm. his ACL, his backup coming in now hurting his knee, you still have TJ Watt playing lights out. And at this point, he is my defensive player of the year. And that's probably the only reason in, you know, traditionally in playoff football, things slow down a bit. Even the highest scoring offenses um, usually come down to earth a little bit. So that's why I think, you know, especially if Kansas City happens to have some type of hiccup in the playoff before they would get to the Steelers in the AFC championship, then definitely this is still a Super Bowl team. I mean, yes, everyone's, they're going to still be a Super Bowl contender, but I think they need Chris to play more inspired. As you, as you kind of said, they, you know, they have, they lack that effort. The defense you know, is still, is still great, but you mentioned Bud Dupree's out. We all know Def, Devin Bush was hurt early, early in the year too. You know, they've got some, some diff, significant injuries. TJ Watt is playing phenomenal ball. Um, but Obed mentioned it before, going for it on fourth and one, throwing it, throwing deep balls to a third string running back on the outside, you know, uh, things like that. It just, it's, I don't know what they're doing. Like you said, they're, they need to establish a more cohesive game plan, to be honest, that's it, you know, and you got to get it done. And, and I guess maybe it starts at practice, whatever have you, but something needs to change because Obed said, Buffalo is coming up this week, and that's not a team to stop, Sean. We'll, we will talk about that. We'll talk about that. Oh, Betty, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, let's let's not, you know, mince words here. Okay, we just your your comment, Chris, was that you know they might they they'll have a lot of play to happen before Kansas City even gets a chance at them. Maybe Kansas City might even slip up. This is the same Steelers team that if, if one play goes a different way and the call on the field is different, this Steelers team loses to the Titans many weeks ago. So know that the Titans could have had their number. I see the Steelers could lose to the Titans as easily as they could lose to the Bills as easily as they could lose to the Chiefs. There are teams out there that could have their number. And the worst thing that can happen to you leading into the postseason is putting a bad win against a bad a bad loss against a bad team on paper. That And that's an that team is already saying that they just saw elements of something from playing against the Ravens. The games they won, but in what they won, they lost on something. This week is their season. This week is going to make the rest of their season. Yeah, good point, Chris. Yeah, yep, yep. Let's go. Let's keep it going, guys. Um, another one of the probably the biggest upset of the weekend, or even maybe the second biggest upset of the weekend. Excuse me, was the New York Football Giants beating the Seattle Seahawks. Old bed. I mean, did people were people just kind of hopping on that Seahawk Russell Wilson bandwagon too soon, or they did they get really just get exposed for who they are, or was this just some kind of one game hiccup and Seattle will be okay? I think it's actually been a multiple game hiccup for Seattle. Uh, I mean, I think they're trying to gel and get their defense right as they've gotten Carlos Dunlap traded for and got Jamal Adams back and had some linebackers come into the under the team. Um, my concern is that we are in a passing league now, and what is happening is a lot of defenses are now converting to only rushing four and then dropping six. 
at a, dropping a minimum of a six, right? Maybe having one guy as a spy because so many quarterbacks are rushing or rush have a decent rush ability. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what's happening now is you're not getting open looks one-on-one -on -one with Tyler Lockett. You're not, and, and even when they got one-on-one -on -one looks with Tyler Lockett, they had to make like incremental percentage throws that could get the outside corner to get this guy to get a touchdown. Uh, DK Metcalf is out there balling, but you're starting to see that maybe they're keying on him way too much. Maybe they're running too much of the offense through there. Yes, you need him to cook. But really, for me, it's that they're just not running the ball enough right? A lot of these teams are predicated on being a run first team that then sprinkles in the pass. Yeah. Uh, you know, you only had 22 carries. Uh, Chris Carson, a great running back, averaged five yards a carry, but he had 65 yards on 13 carries. Russell Wilson was your second leading rusher with 40 five yards uh, on right. seven carries you know mm -hmm. i mean that you're just not winning games like that if you can't control the tempo of the game uh and then have the the defense believe that you need to bring guys into the box opening stuff over the top they said no no no, no. if you think you're going to run on four go ahead and run on four but we're going to drop a whole bunch of defenders into the secondary and we're going to make force you to make a play and it's just getting harder and harder and harder for him yeah i mean look the giants ran ran the wall over they ran for almost 200 yards on that defense you know and because colt mccoy you know the giants are without are without daniel Jones, but the fact that Cole McCoy threw just barely threw for just over 100, 100 yards shows that you know running the football does still work because we just talked about it. You know, the Steelers aren't running the ball, but we can see here it does still work. I get it; it is a passing legal bet. You're 100 right in that case, but running the football can establish the passing game. You know, especially when you want to open up the play action. That's exactly what it's there for, you know? I completely agree. I completely agree. The RPO, we watched Ben Roethlisberger running the RPO. What in the sugar honey iced tea is Ben Roethlisberger doing running RPO? <laughs> that, Chris, that's your boy. <laughs> that's not my boy. <laughs> I don't know him. Oh, oh, we won some now, Super Bowls, but I don't know him. <laughs> now he's not his boy all of a sudden. Yeah, oh. all right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that, that's yesterday's news, you know? <laughs> what have you done yeah, to me lately? Janet Jackson over here. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Let's keep it going, guys. Uh, also talking about New York, man, they dropped it. They had a bad loss or a you know, tough one there. Oakland barely got out with the win over the Jets this past weekend from a one of probably the biggest blunder at the end at the end of a game in a, a defensive blunder in history of, of the game. Greg Williams gets his get loses his job as the defensive coordinator with the Jets because of it, calling it an all-out cover zero blitz. When five seconds left in the game, up by four, and the Raiders have to score a touchdown to win the game, Chris, what the hell was he thinking? Please tell me, because I, I don't sure, know. I want to make sure you guys see me do this. This is my this is my Adam Gase. So uh, on that play, we were, I saw while we were running. I don't know, you know, it looked like we were running around, but I think that's the best thing we want to do, my Adam Gase eyes. That's the best Adam Gase eyes I could do. The reason I do that, his eyes are even more wide open after that game than he was on his opening press conference as the new head coach because he's out there looking for his next job <laughs> he's, he's out there eyes wide open I mean this this was the dagger guys I mean what an absolute horrific play call I'm not going to say that was the dumbest play call this season because that would be that Falcons game and them Cowboys that was the dumbest play of the year mm. but this was just the dumbest call you know what I, I you know what? I think Greg Williams did it on purpose I really think so. I, I think he wanted to get out a little early. He wanted to get down to Florida, you know, get get, get the get the weather right, get tight, you know, get his. Southwest uh, got forty nine dollar tickets right now. I mean, got to take advantage. Yo, no, we got to find out about that. <laughs> Tampa, so we got that. <laughs> but but yeah, no. Um, it was just a horrific play call. I mean, Gase is gone in three weeks. Um, and so is Sam Donald. So, and I feel actually really bad for that guy. 
And that boy, you know, he killed our Penn State Nittany Lions, Sherman, in the Rose Bowl. He absolutely crushed our hearts. So I should hate him, but I feel bad for him in this situation. You, you, you do think Sam Donald was gone? I, I, oh, I, I think, think I think Adam Gay should definitely be gone. No, but term, they have over. I think when I last looked, it was a seventy-six percent chance to get the number one overall pick. We all knew who the number one overall pick is going to be. <laughs> yes, but, he's gone. <laughs> but okay, let me ask you this, and Obed, feel free to jump in here. Is it just because Adam Gase hasn't been able to develop Sam Donald the way he way he should be? Because think about it. And remember, I think I've said this before on the show. Sam Donald has no weapons. You have a bunch of second and third string receivers. You have number twos and number threes playing number one for the New York Jets. Okay, you don't have any weapons out there. Le'Veon Bell is gone. He he did. Adam Gase didn't know how to manage him and how to play him right in that offense. We all know that it's it's been known. You have a thirty six or thirty or or a fifty six year old Frank Gore. I don't know how old this man is. Okay, <laughs> and you know, and there's just no offensive weapons for Sam Donald. So to me, that's not his fault. And it's also Adam Gase, but it is Adam Gase's fault for not developing him the right way. So to me, Adam Gase should go. Sam, they should give Sam Donald another look with the right coach. Yeah, when you talk about Adam Gase comes off of this this mantra, I don't know who in their right mind said he was a, a quarterback whisperer because anyone can just jump on the Peyton Manning back bandwagon. He, he for said the, he was a quarterback there, there you go. Well, uh, he's just whispering sweet nothings in their ear. Absolutely not. It's hogwash to me. Nothing in there. Uh, and, and he has done nothing to help expand. I mean, you had a number one wide receiver in Robbie Anderson. You could have built uh, an offense around him clearing out and guys underneath. Yes, you got uh, Denzel Mims if I'm not mistaken, it have brought in as a wide receiver um, uh, that they drafted this past year who will probably be ready to be a true number one when Trevor Lawrence becomes the starting quarterback for the uh, uh, New York Jets. Um, but, I mean, listen, if they can't do anything with Sam Darnold, go ahead and trade him to the Patriots. We can get this thing going again. Ooh. You know, I look forward to having the talent there because, honestly, you look at all of these players who uh, – Daryl Williams left an Adam Gase Miami Dolphins team and won a Super Bowl with Kansas City. Uh, uh, you're looking at Ryan Tannehill who left a Miami Dolphins. He was benched. He was on the bench for Ryan Fitzpatrick and then went to uh, beat Didn't he get Baltimore benched for Ravens Josh Rosen in a game or two? And got what? benched for Josh Rosen in a game or two. And what is what is Adam Gase <laughs> doing bringing in Josh Rosen? You know what I mean? And and Ryan Tannehill just got re-signed to a huge deal with the, uh, the Tennessee Titans right. after a fantastic year that he had last year then. Mm-hmm. I mean, Robbie Anderson, one of the top wide receivers in the league, uh, 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 yards per attempt uh, yards per catch uh, with the Carolina Panthers with a quarterback who is not known for his deep ball. But I guess when you have the guy who can actually make uh, some separation there, who is Robbie Anderson, you can make some things happen. This guy, Adam Gase is a charlatan. The reason you brought him in and I'm starting to believe this is for him to tank the team and bring you draft picks. This is all a grand plan for them to finally bring the jets from some kind of obscurity and be an actual team with a ton of draft picks. Jig is up. (laughs) The jig is up. Let's keep it rolling, guys. Uh, We talked about, Chris, you mentioned Cleveland a little bit before. They almost blew a 31-point lead to the aforementioned Tennessee Titans that Obed mentioned before. I mean, I guess, Obed, let me ask you, does this show more about the Browns' inconsistencies or really just the Titans' perseverance to come back from behind? Because they damn near won the game. And this is a game where Baker Mayfield was out here cooking. Okay, he was lighting up through for four touchdowns in the first half. Okay, Baker, if Baker Mayfield does this, his name will be Broiler Mayfield because he was on fire out here cooking. Okay, 
he's on fire. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, it was, it was a pretty impressive display, honestly. I mean, that Donovan Peoples Jones, 70 yard pass, 75 yard pass touchdown. That was a busted coverage play. Um, and looks like the, uh, the secondary for the Tennessee Titans is not all that good, but really, like I said this many, many weeks ago, the Brown do not be, you know, don't get excited because the Browns are a 10 win team. They have a very easy schedule you know the cleveland browns have beaten the likes of the washington football team the cowboys uh the bengals the uh the uh, the texans the eagles the jaguars you know what i mean these are these are and not handedly as well but they have gotten these w so kudos to them um the the rest of their schedule though they probably they may have a chance to beat the ravens i think they might be the ravens the way they were able to run the ball and pass um but they'll probably be the giants they'll probably be the jets and they'll probably Mm -hmm. lose to the steelers so that's two more wins right there out of those four games potentially three you're looking at a a 12 and 11 12 win mm-hmm. cleveland browns team this is not going to be indicative of what they're going to look like next year when everything's back and they actually have like a second place or first place schedule we don't know where they're going to end in the afc north well yeah i'm assuming they're going to end second second right. place right. schedule is going to be a lot harder than the schedule that they have now which is probably like a third or fourth place schedule so um yeah. I, but the Tennessee Titans did, you know, to their credit, try to come back in this game. Mm-hmm. I think they have all the perseverance. I really like this Tennessee Titans team uh, with what they can't do in the secondary. The defense is, is doing the best that they can. And they did have a great showing in the postseason last year. They have the pedigree for it. So is Baker Mayfield a true franchise quarterback? Because he looked like it in the first half. Absolutely not. He's too inconsistent for me to believe that he's a true franchise quarterback. It depends what your definition of a true franchise quarterback is. Do you want a... Uh, a la Sam Bradford with all the arm talent in the world. It's just, it's not, he's just not going to get you over the hump though. Or do you want, you know, say uh, Matt Hasselbeck that gets you to a Super Bowl or Trent Dilfer that wins you a Super Bowl. As long as you have those complimentary pieces around you, you have the stability of an organization, which we all know that is not the Browns MO, but who knows if that <laughs> ship is, is turning, you know, and, and actually heading north. So I think if they do what they're doing with Baker Mayfield with two very solid B plus A minus running backs, you know, this is probably the best rushing duo in the entire league and let Baker get out of the pocket a little bit, do a little, um, you know, play action where he doesn't have to throw for 400 yards every game. But if he's in that 250 to 300, I remember someone by the name of Ben Roethlisberger who won his first Super Bowl doing exactly that because this Browns defense is no joke either. So, do I think he's a franchise quarterback in regards to that could win them a Super Bowl? Sure. Do I think he's Aaron Rodgers? No. I think the term franchise quarterback denotes that an individual is the face of the organization. And when the chips are down, you're, you're turning to them. Uh, the audacity with you to bring up the name Trent Dilfer and his dimes pardon my my french um he's trash and ass he was carried to a super bowl and and won a super bowl by by a defense Defense. i mean my my god trent stilfer is probably the worst quarterback to win a super bowl and brad johnson won a super bowl let's let's there's no there's no one more in in, uh, no one more proper to say is the face of a franchise then than baker mayfield because if you look at those state farm commercials he lives in the stadium (laughs) he lives in the stadium like he's the face <laughs> of that franchise. Like, Ooh, I'm not gonna lie, Baker's a Baker's a funny dude in them commercials. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, he <laughs> lives there. I mean, buddy, like, you know, this no, dude is no. also the same guy who has more commercials than he's got wins. Exactly, so exactly. Hashtag just saying. Baker Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is pulling a Rudy. He is living in the basement of that stadium, and just because everybody's like, "Yo, you're on the team." Yeah, you know, I'm also the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> he's the maintenance man. He, he's the popcorn vendor. <laughs> he's, he's doing it all, folks. Yep. Can't wait to join his book club. 
<laughs> Let's keep it going, guys. Um, Philadelphia uh, head coach Doug Peterson announced earlier yes, was yesterday before that Carson Wentz will not be the starter this coming week. It will they will be turning to rookie Jalen Hurts. Chris, I guess let me go to you first since you're you're in the you're in city, the city of brotherly love right now. Um, is this the right move for for the Eagles, or this is the right time? Should it should it be now? How this city that I so happened to reside in got the name brotherly love makes no sense to me whatsoever. You you would think that Baker Mayfield was worse than Santa that time they threw ice balls at him. Like, I'm sorry, no, Carson Wentz, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my bad. But yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, they absolutely, everyone here hates Carson Wentz now. Everyone wants him out. Um, absolutely not. This is not the right move. Only because of the financial situation that they are in with Wentz. It's a lose-lose scenario here, guys. What happens if Wentz, um, Hertz goes out and balls out? That's the worst case scenario. They go on a two or three game win streak. You know, they're still not going to make the playoffs. Now, what do you do? Because you're married to Wentz for the next two years by way of $50 million in guaranteed dead money. Oh, by the way, he also gets a $10 million bonus if he's on the roster for preseason when preseason starts. Yeah. Training camp starts. So, but now, now turn around. What happens if Hertz is bad? What are you going to do? You going to put Wentz back in? You think his confidence and his mental psyche was bad before? <laughs> Yikes. I think you kind of have to keep Wentz in some because I mean, yeah, last was it last last June 2009, he signed a four year extension through 2024 worth $109.9 million guaranteed, the fourth most in the NFL. Okay. If he's on the roster and if he's, excuse me, if he's not on the roster uh, uh, in 2021, it's going to cost the Eagles $59.2 million on salary cap. If he's not on the roster in 2022, it's going to cost him $24.5 million. So financially, Chris, you're right. I mean, you're kind of, you are married to him. You're, you're, you're in this for the long term. You gave him that money. You're just going to take that hit, hit every single year. So I think at this, at some point, they kind of just say, you know what, they have to figure it out. Maybe it's bringing in some sort of quarterback guru, not Adam Gase, as we all know, but bring bringing him size to kind of help make Wentz better. I I'll, I will say, yes, he needs more weapons. Half the damn team is hurt, is on IR, is in the medical tent, is at, is at the local local pharmacy getting help, whatever the case is, you know, urgent care. You know what I mean? Because every, everyone is just hurt. It's crazy. So, I mean, oh, bad quickly, before we get into our next segment, I mean, what really happens, I guess, to your, to your, your opinion, your opinion, if Jalen Hurts does succeed and play well, and let's say he balls out for the next few weeks at the end of the year, is, is Carson Wentz the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2021? Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but money would dictate that he needs to go out there and earn his $60 million. He cannot be a $60 million quarterback sitting on the bench. Maybe he could because he's white, but really outside of that, like he mm-hmm. needs to go out there and play and earn his money. Um, and the, the biggest thing is, can you find a trade partner that would be willing to take on $60 million worth of quarterback uh, that should potentially be able to, to rebound? I mean, the, the uh, let's say that Doug Pedersen is let go. My, the rumblings in the bushes and the tea leaves is that the next quarterback, the next coach would have to say that this kid is salvageable that there are problems with his mechanics. There are problems with the way he plays the game. There are problems with his footwork that can be fixed. My concern is much like Ben Simmons. Are you not shooting threes? Are you not shooting when you're on your own and you're practicing? Uh, uh, Carson Wentz, are you not throwing to receivers that you like on the weekends? Are you not throwing to there's a time when Tom Brady used to go off for about a month and a half with his best, uh, with his wide receiver core. And they would just, it was hilarious. Like they, they did a behind the scenes well not hilarious it was just enlightening uh 
to have a behind the scenes. And what they did was overlaid some of the play calls for games with the, these guys just throwing out in the woods somewhere. And you see the 10 yard dig route to Danny Amendola, excuse me, Danny Amendola, excuse me, playoff Danny and mm. how that translates to the game. This man has won many a Super Bowl. You keep shaking your head, Chris, because we've been busting y'all asses for many a years back when we had our head. On the plays number, like baby. that. You got the same number. Yeah. You, you guys, the, as, the last three, maybe. The ones before that, they don't matter. It was too long ago. Mine are very recent. Um, and so th- my concern is that Carson Wentz does not hone his craft away from the, the game. And that is going to be endemic of the problem that's going to keep going. Is somebody going to pay to watch this guy not be good? And what is his body language like? Is he going to be next to this kid trying to coach him up? Is he going to be out there trying to make it seem like he's a part of the team? Not because remember the law a couple of years ago, there were talk out of the, out of the, uh, the locker room that Carson Wentz was all about himself. The Carson Wentz was a selfish mm-hmm. player I remember, I remember and that, that yeah. and, and it's start, it's going to be, we're going to get a chance to see if that has continued, if he doesn't buy in and try to help his team win any way that he can, even if he's not touching the ball. If he's not in Philadelphia, five bucks says he goes to Chicago goes right behind Nick Foles because they're, they're done with Trubisky. It might be done with Foles. And guess what? He takes over that team. They run the same offense. Matt Nagy used to be his offensive coordinator. That's why there you go. That's why I said it, folks. Let's get into our next segment, folks. Of course, as you all know, it is you right, you mad. Um, Chris, I will go to you first here, sir. Bills, Josh Allen is or will be an elite QB in this league. As of right now, today, December 9th, 2020, He's already a top five quarterback. He is elite. His style and stats are similar to Cam Newton's MVP season back in 2016. But he's actually at this point thrown for more yards, higher completion percentage, higher QBR, has been running the ball better, more efficiently, and more yards, and overall more touchdowns than Cam's uh, MVP year. It just so happens you have two other guys that are balling out in Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, who are the front runners. But by far, you need to put – some so, some respect behind Josh Allen's name. He has made leaps and bounds improvement over the mm-hmm. last few seasons. Put some spec on his name for sure. And just compare it to last season, folks. Give me a minute here. His QBR, it was 49 last year. It's 75 this year. He's ranked sixth in the league this year. Passing yards per game, 193 last year to 283. Sixth again in the league. His completion percentage was 58.8 last year, third, which is the 32nd word, which is the worst starting for a starting quarter, but 32nd in the league this year, 69.9. He's fourth. This guy is improving each and every season, and he can run the ball efficiently. You know, he's, he's not a Lamar Jackson runner, but you know, for being the what the third quarterback taken in that 2018 draft. Some folks are saying, you know, maybe you know, and Lamar went Lamar, you know, Lamar went last in that draft class, but man, this kid is on the rise. He's finally got some great weapons. He got Stefan Diggs. Now the Buffalo did have to pretty much hemorrhage the kind of the future with all the picks they gave up. But man, you can see the difference. What happens when you give him the pieces? Um, Obed, let me go to you next. You right. You mad. Your, your, your new England Patriots will make the playoffs this season. Sherman, you mad. I don't know where this is coming from. They have people had the audacity to be like, oh, the Patriots are in the hunt. The current uh, uh, AFC wildcard teams have four losses. 
right? And the Patriots already have six losses. And the Patriots' rest of season schedule is not a slouch schedule by any means, but I don't know if they're going to beat the Rams. I'm going to take them because they came out and looked good against the Chargers, but historically, Bill Belichick has all looked good against uh, rookie quarterbacks. But at the Rams, then they go at the Dolphins, then against the Bills. They are not beating the Bills. I don't care what they did this past week. They're not beating the Bills. And then the Jets. So I see them going two and two picking up two more wins being uh an eight and eight team and i do not believe a wild card is going to be won by an eight and eight team on the afc side which is which is with as good as some of these rosters has been and some of these teams have played yeah i mean eight and eight gonna be tough you got the afc is hot man you got a lot of good teams in here so we'll see but remember this year you have that seventh you have that seventh uh seed you know the first yeah. time so that it is a possibility it could sneak in there let's get into the picks folks as we get down to the wire here um Obed, we kind of we didn't do too bad last week i think i went 10 and 5 you went 11 and 4 so you kind of stepping up another game on me here let's get into it um let's talk about it first game up thursday night football your patriots at the ram they, hey they were they were in la last week they're staying away hey, when they when they stay in la all week and my la all week it might as well have made sense so hey that benefits them there i will go with the patriots uh in this one actually you know what i take that back folks i'm gonna switch my pick right now as we say it i'm gonna go with the rams in this one Obed. yeah my concern here is that you know i I wanted to pick the Patriots because this is a defense that they saw, but if you go back to the last time that these two teams played, the only thing keeping us in this game was that the offense was at least moving the ball. Defensively, yes, they were able to stop and they're doing some good things. My concern is that what is Cam Newton going to look like? I mean, he's just been up and down and so bad and so poor uh, that I, I'm also going to go Los Angeles. Um, I mean, I can't say that the Rams have done a lot of spectacular things, uh, especially, you know, coming out and losing to the the uh, Niners. Uh, I believe that was a couple weeks ago, uh, not last weekend. They Well, they did just lose, mm -hmm. but... Um, but, uh, yeah, I just don't think New England has enough firepower to make this happen against the Rams team. Chris, uh, Patriots at the Rams. Uh, you know what, though? Just Bill Belichick, man. There's just something about that guy. Obed, obviously, you know him better than any of us. I, I think they're going to make this interesting uh, for their playoff run. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to make it interesting by winning games they probably shouldn't win, and this is going to be one. All right, we'll see what happens here. Houston at Chicago. Um, I'm going Chicago on this one. Um, I think this is a game that they need to win. Houston's just a bad football team. We all know Deshaun Watson, even though he's balling out, balling, he's, he's doing work with no help. But I think Chicago gets this one. No bad? The Bears. <laughs> Chris? Ah, the Bears, man. I know I'm going Houston, boy, just because Deshaun Watson's my he's my quarterback on fantasy, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas at Cincinnati. Dallas obviously coming off that loss against Baltimore this week. I'm I mean, Cincinnati playing with the back of QB. Dallas has to I mean, Dallas is playing with one too, but they have to win this game just to show face, Obed. Oh, that was a revenge game. This is this is the uh, red rifle revenge game, so let's go, Dallas. Ooh, that's right. Dalton playing against his former team. Chris, what do you say? I agree with that 100%. Dallas is going to pull this one out. Okay. Kansas City at Miami. This is kind of a no-brainer. Patrick Mahomes leading, leading probably MVP candidate with along with A-Rod. So let's go Chiefs. Obed? Kansas City. Let's go. Yeah, Chris? That's, wait, is this a serious question? <laughs> KC. KC. All right, I got gotcha. you. Uh, Arizona at New York. Man, Arizona. Giants, like I said, we talked about it before. Giants coming up that big win against the Seahawks, but Arizona all the way. Obed? 
this there's just some upset potential here because I don't know what's up with Kyler Murray. His offenses look very, very bad of late. I think he's still injured. I'm going to go Arizona, but then this is one to watch. Okay, Chris? Believe it or not, besides the, the, all the, you know, the teams that we know are, are good, you know, Chiefs, Saints, Steelers, two of the most up-and-coming teams or teams that have shown the most promise have been NFC East teams and the Washington football team and the New York football Giants. I'm going to go Giants on this. Mm-hmm. Okay, bold pick there. Minnesota at Tampa Bay. You know, I was actually going to pick Minnesota at first, but this is a game that Tampa really needs to kind of win, uh, win there, roll up the uh, the uh, win column there because they're what they're three games back of it of New Orleans, so they need this one for sure. New Orleans probably has an easy one this week, so I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Obed, I'm going Tampa Bay just because they're coming off a bye. I mean, they have two weeks prepared for this game. I think they could do some things. Chris, yeah, no, I agree with that 100. Um, Tampa Tom, he's gonna he's gonna show up, show out on this. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's keep it going. Denver at Carolina. I'm going to Denver here in this one. Kind of an, may have been an upset pick here. Um, Obed, uh, you know, we, we talked about Teddy Bridgewater before too, I think a little bit, but I think Denver might, might pull this one out. This guy, Drew Locke, is not a starting quarterback. He's just too erratic for my taste. I don't care how much time he did. Just, he can rap all the uh, young Jeezy lyrics on the sideline as he wants to. That kid can't really play the, the quarterback <laughs> position effectively. I'm going Carolina. Chris, Denver at Carolina. Uh, yeah, they're probably getting their uh, their team MVP back, McCaffrey, this week from injury. Hopefully, fingers crossed, because he's on my fantasy as well. Uh, I tie got Carolina. Tennessee and Jacksonville AFC South matchup there. Tennessee all the way. Jacksonville, we talked about probably the second worst team in the league record-wise here. So, uh, yep, Tennessee all the way. Obed? Ring it up, Tennessee. Yep, Chris? Crown the king. <laughs> yep. Uh, Indianapolis at Las Vegas. Gonna go Raiders. Um, Indy's playing 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 well this year. I have to admit they're doing better than I thought they would, but I will go Raiders. So bad. Indianapolis is a fantastic defense right now, and Philip Rivers' arm looked like it's finally warmed up. It took all year, and he's been throwing it out there, lights out. Um, but I'm gonna go Las Vegas on this one. Chris. Man, you have a top five defense in the league and a top five trash talker of all time, and Philip Rivers over there slinging it. Yeah, I'm going Indy. Top five trash talker while not cursing. Dad gum it. That's right. The, he's the Will Smith of trash talking. You don't need to <laughs> don't need a, put, give curse words to put you in your place. Yep. Nope. Uh, Jets at Seattle. So Seattle plays both New York teams back to back weeks. I think Seattle gets gets the win this time around because we all know we talked about the Jets. They're terrible. Oh, bad. Oh, my God. The Jets. What? Well, right, let's go Seattle. <laughs> Chris. Seattle all the way. Yep. Uh, Green Bay at Detroit. That bad man again. I think he is in the front with Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, baby. Let's go Packers. Oh, bad. I'm amazed that every time they start talking about MVP talk, the the league or the media pundits immediately make it about a quarterback and a quarterback when, I mean, there are so many great other players that are doing things right now that I'm just like, I I don't think it should be down to the two of these guys. But um, I'm going to go Green Bay in this game, and he might end up winning the MVP. Yep. Chris. He's that bad man. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. New Orleans at Philadelphia. We talked about it a little bit before. Jalen Hurts going to be under too much pressure. Um, be, I think the lights are going to be too big for him here. Uh, too big for his britches, man. Let's go Saints. Obed. Oh, and the Saints go marching in. <laughs> We're going Saints. Chris. Uh, absolutely. Clean sweep. New Orleans. Yep. Atlanta at Los Angeles. Charges. 
I'm going to say Atlanta in this one, even though their Chargers come off that terrible loss to England last week. They looked just terrible. You know, Justin Herbert was was playing well, but man, he just looked rough. He looked like a real rookie last week. And I think that's what's going to happen to Jalen Hurts going against Saints this week. So I'm going to go Atlanta on this one, Obed. Yeah, I'm going to do my best Gucci impersonation, and we're going to go with East Atlanta Santa's own Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yep, Chris. Honestly, guys, I, I think if, if Herbert has a bounce-back game here, he's still on pace to be uh, possibly offensive rookie uh, uh, rookie of the year. Yeah, I think but that's win. not going to happen. It's going to be Atlanta. <laughs> and Chris, you're, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he he, uh, he might be offensive rookie of the year for sure. Uh, Washington football team at San Francisco. We know Washington coming off that big win. San Fran coming off that tough loss against Monday night against the Bills. I'm going to go Washington in this one. They're, they're, Alex Smith, is he's playing well. So I'm going to go Washington, no bad. Yeah, for me, it's going to come down to if Antonio Gibson plays. If Antonio Gibson doesn't play, I might go San Francisco because if there's anybody who knows the Washington team and what they like to do, it's definitely going to be Kyle Shanahan. Uh, so right now we'll go Washington, but uh, we'll check the reports. If it does, I'm going to switch to San Fran. Yep. Uh, I think Chris is going to go probably Washington too. Yep. Yep. So uh, I'm actually going to skip the Sunday night game, folks, just for one second. I'm going to go over to Monday night just really quick here. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Baltimore at Cleveland. Um, you know what? I want at first I was gonna go Baltimore, but dude, I am gonna go Cleveland this one here. Baltimore, you know, coming off that win. We just talked about it against Dallas, but man, Cleveland, Baker Mayfield, my man Broiler Mayfield, excuse me. Let's go, let's go Browns. I'm not gonna give uh, Baker Mayfield any more hype than he already has. He's not really that great of a quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go with Cleveland. They're gonna have a punishing run game. Nick Chubb is going insane right now since coming back from his knee injury. That defense is playing lights out, uh, and the wide receivers are coming alive when and they and they don't even have Odell Beckham Jr. out there, right? Um, but let's go Cleveland. Uh, Chris, Baltimore at Cleveland. Very close, short week though for Baltimore. So I think Cleveland has the advantage here. Yep, and of course, and the Sunday night matchup, Chris. Pittsburgh at Buffalo, baby. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? Everyone is expecting, is probably going to expecting to p- get Pittsburgh in here. Pittsburgh, obviously, 11-1, we talk about them quite quite often. Josh Allen, you know, coming off, he's you know, a very good season. But, but, man, no one circles the wagon quite like the Buffalo Bills. Yes, that's my Chris Berman impression. Let's go, Bills, baby. Woo! Let's do it, Bills. Woo! Obed. Um, so I had asterisks here that if James Conner plays, I'm going for it with Pittsburgh. If James Conner comes back after missing, what, the last four weeks, five weeks, something like that. I mean, is this guy ready to come in and carry the rock for 20 plus times to give them a bit of a dimension? Um, and what's crazy to me is I didn't think uh, Buffalo had any other tricks up their sleeve. They come out with Tyler Bass and they have a tight end game that they can go to along with uh, Stefan Diggs being fantastic, along with uh, Cole Beasley going there, g- giving people a case of the Beasles. Um, I am going to switch my pick and I'm going with Buffalo uh, because all mm. Buffalo needs to do is exactly what they did this past game and exactly what they've been doing all year. I don't see the Steelers. What the Steelers need is a run game. You're not going to get it the first week back with your running back. Here we go. Steelers, Pittsburgh is going to the Super Bowl. And, and and for this holiday season, I say bah humbug to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, that is going to wrap it up for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. We'd like to thank our guest, Chris, for joining us once again, our professional sports fan. Uh, I think that's going to do it. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on Spotify, also on Twitter at D-W-W-E-N-T, Photo Bed. For Chris, I am Sherm. We are your host. Don't forget to check us out next time. Thank you for joining. Catch you guys later. Peace. Peace.